Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to start off with some get the rankings going here, Jeff. I'm kind of uh, getting into that mindset, rankings time. But I'll tell you this, we're only going to do top 10. Don't get too excited, everyone. Just our top 10 today because... I don't really know what to do after the top 10 yet, but we'll do top 10 running backs that I see where we're at. And I did actually change a few things around already from the last time. We did this really just kind of threw it together, what, before the draft, right around free agency time. And I've actually made a few changes already. So I don't know if you have, Jeff, too. We'll see if we've come to some kind of, you know, I, th- I think we're going to be pretty decently close. I, don't, I wonder how many different we'll have in the top 10. I actually don't know if it'll be much of anything. So we'll find out, I guess, in just a minute. So before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram, Fantasy Football Profit. And you can also subscribe to us. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash fantasy football profit. We'll have different videos on there that not just the regular podcast, some shorter stuff. I know what we have some what do we have coming up there, Jeff? From rookies, rookie stuff. We did a little more another little video on our rookies and we'll have more coming as we go. So might as well check that out. So let's start out. Number one running back of the year so far for 2019. Jeff, who do you got? Can I go with my man from New York, Saquon Barkley? Okay, I went, I went Saquon as well at number one. Is there any hesitation because of the team? That's I tell you, I still think that was what I had last time. I was just worried. And I still kind of am, but I, not enough to take him away from number one. Yeah, uh, he, he showed me more than enough in his rookie season in order to be very, very confident about this pick. I, I mean, honestly, what really has changed? You know, I mean... Odell. Yeah, so you lose Odell, and I can understand how maybe that would open up some lanes, but, I mean, they were playing so poorly last year that, honestly, I mean, if they had Haskins, I think it would give me a little more like security because I think that uh, he would be able to step in halfway through the season, but... Saquon is going to be have to have to be used more and more. Uh, they used him a ton last year. There was no no hesitation going his direction. You still have Shepard there. You still have you know Inside Ingram. Side Golden Tate. You have Golden Tate. Like your your offense is fine. Uh, honestly, my biggest worry is you know you worry about the offensive line a little bit, but they should have gotten healthy. And then you worry about Eli, obviously. But Eli was there last year, and and Saquon did amazing. So I don't know. What about you? I mean, I, I put him number one, so I can't be that worried. I mean, I think he's by far the best talent out there. So that's where I just – I worry about the – I guess I do worry about this Eli not being able to get it done. That's my main concern right now is I don't know if Eli can do it. But uh, I guess I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I just – I don't know. I don't I, – I worry a little bit. But, yeah, it's still number one for me. He's the best player, I think. I think he's the best player, best offensive player there is. So I'm going to keep Eli or not Eli Saquon number one. So, all right, number two. What did you end up going at number two? Okay, <laughs> this one I, I think a lot of people obviously have an issue with. I I still kept Todd Gurley here, and I know people are really down on the guy. But until I find out that he's actually injured, last I heard, he says he's feeling healthy again. They didn't panic and draft a top end running back. Um, I mean, even even when they didn't play him a lot in the playoffs, they still put him in there. So I, everything I've seen, I understand he's had a lot of carries. 
He's been number one the last two seasons. He's been amazing. And yes, he has had a ton of touchdowns as well. So regression could set in. But even with that regression, he would still be in this top three discussion. So in my mind, I still like that offense. I got to go with my man, Todd Gurley. And he's number two for me as well. I'm actually surprised. And I think we're going to be the podcast of Todd Gurley this year. We were last year too, but I mean, God, those people are, that was even, yeah. at least this year they have something to go on. It, uh, they have an injury to go on and not just, Oh, it can't be number one again. Yeah. So either I, and I feel like there's two ways you can think about this. Either you're doing what we are doing and you're saying, Hey, I, I haven't heard that he's actually injured yet. I haven't, I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard anything. They're acting as if he is not. I, I believe them. Or you can go the opposite direction and say, you know what? Uh, I think he is hurt. I think they're hiding something. And know what? I'm going to downgrade him because I don't because I don't want to get burned, uh, you know, with one of these top five picks as a running back. And that's what you're doing. You're just, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're really just making sure that you don't get burned by your number one running back. Yeah, I think that there's that's what it is. But man, how good was he again? Look at that. It's just he had twelve hundred. <laughs> let's see. 1251 rushing yards, 17 touchdowns. His yards per carry were 4.9, which is actually higher than 2017. Had 59 catches for 580 and four touchdowns. So if he had played another game or two, those numbers would have even been better. He came back for the first game of the playoffs. I think people forget this. He was hurt. Came back for the first game of the playoffs. <clears throat> Didn't get the full workload. CJ Anderson, because CJ Anderson proved himself in those last two games of the regular season. So you don't need to just pound him. You just pound it with Gurley. You can have. You could have Anderson, but he still had 16 carries for 115 yards and a touchdown. He averaged 7.1, about 7.2 yards per carry in that playoff game. And then obviously, I mean, they never have come out and said it because they're in a playoff run. They're not going to give you everything. They don't want to tell you tell you what's going on. But it wasn't like a he was being outplayed by C.J. Anderson. The injury came back a bit. It was there, but it wasn't enough to take him out. It was just enough to have some concern. We're like, okay, we're not going to go too crazy with him and risk it further. And so they did, he didn't play him much. And so, yeah, his numbers don't look very good, but how can you really get going when you only have four carries, you know, and then the Super Bowl is Super Bowl. That's a t- that New England's tough to play against anyway, but well, people I mean, are reading so much into two games. Right, and even when he only had four carries, one of them was a touchdown. Yeah. It's so just, they put him in a short yardage situation where they knew he was going to get hit. Yeah, just people are reading so much into just two games. It's crazy. I, he's going. I th- if there was some major concern, there's no way they just let C.J. Anderson go for nothing. C.J. Anderson signed with the Lions for just nothing. You know, basically, they would have just resigned him. He proved himself. They could. They would have kept him. They would have kept him around. They didn't. He's Tagler's fine. Number two, easily, easily. I mean, I could, I could make a case for number one for Todd Gurley. I could put him at number one. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll end up moving him number one just to, because <laughs> the only reason he's not this literally is because there is there is this little injury concern. Okay, what exactly is going on? Otherwise, I don't see why he. If it wasn't for even that little bit of concern, he'd be number one for me. So, it's. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. I'm, I should call out all these people on this show again about Gurley. Just man, I, just, I don't. I just don't understand it. Wait, and all these players have been hurt. Everyone gets hurt. Why is Todd Gurley so crazy? 
I, I don't understand it. Maybe I'm going to look like an idiot and he's going to be just knee injury after knee injury all the year. Maybe. But you know what? I I think he's going to be perfectly fine. Honestly. I I really don't have that much. I don't have that much many concerns. What about Le'Veon Bell? Remember how many times he got, he got hurt for a few years in a row? But every single time you'd come back and everyone ranked him up at the top again. I mean, he but, missed, I mean how many times? It happens all the time. And yeah. not to mention, <laughs> yeah, he was hurt, but he was still playing. He was, I mean, that is considered banged up. That's not even a major injury, right? I mean, so, I mean, and and David Johnson, he is very high on a lot of people's list. I know it wasn't a leg injury, but he missed an entire season because of a wrist injury. Mm -hmm. Holding on to the ball. That didn't, as soon as he came back, people were fine. Todd Gurley Demon missed a game, and people are losing their minds. That's what I don't understand. So, on Fantasy Pros right now, there's only five people that have Todd Gurley number one. There's only two people that have Todd Gurley number two. I'm one of the two. It's crazy. There's only that. It's it. Out of all, there's like 50 rankers right now. Seven of us have him one or two. That's it. And yeah, what? There's been talk that he has arthritis in his knee. You know what? I don't think that's a concern right now. I don't think it's a concern next year. It's a concern for him for the longevity of his career. You know, it's maybe it's going to hurt him later in life and his career might be cut short, possibly. I don't think it has anything to do with next year. At all? Like how? How does it? It's. I mean, oh my God, these people. What's up with Yahoo Sports? Got Liz Loza. Yahoo Sports put him 18th. Dalton Del Don 15th. Brad Evans has him 14th, all from Yahoo. Andy Barons has him 13th, all from Yahoo. That's just. That's, I mean, right there, and that's what I'm talking yeah, about. CBS, they're, they're assuming he's hurt. Jamie Eisenberg has him at 11. Come on, guys. Seriously, come on. Well, you'll see it. I mean, honestly, this is what uh, I guarantee this is what's going to happen. There's one or two ways. You find out he's hurt and, you know, we'd be wrong, whatever. Then we change our, our status. One Instagram post will come out with him running wind sprints and everyone will lose their mind and be like, he's back. Yep. And you'll be like, well, he never he never left. He was the yeah. best running back in the game last year, fantasy-wise. Very Arguably, regular, you know, in real life, too. Mm-hmm. It's probably only him. Barkley and, and Zeke that you can make that claim for. The last two years, he's been dominant. Absolutely yes. dominant. That team is still going to be incredibly good. They haven't really lost anything. Yep. He's going to be fine. He is. Yeah, I just, man, this is going to bother me. And, it baffles me. But, all right, number three. Who do you have number three? I think we're probably the same here. Yeah, number three, we're going to go Zeke, yep. I assume. Yeah, Zeke. So, I mean... What can you say about Zeke? He was he was amazing. Their offense really needed him last year. He is the only thing that uh, I will think about after this year is if he has another 300-plus carry season. You're like, wow, that in first four seasons, he has had a lot of work. But he yeah. is he's another one. I mean, I think those three guys are just head and shoulders above everyone else. Yep. He's amazing, and even more so, the only reason I could see him jumping Todd Gurley or even Saquon say is because – out of all these running backs that we're going to talk about in the top 10, I bet he's the only one that had less than 10 touchdowns total that season. He only had nine. It's crazy. Six touchdowns rushing, three catching, and he still put up numbers. What was it? Ended probably, what was it, the fifth overall? I'm not sure where he ended up. Here. Yeah, ended up at least in the rankings fifth, I'm yep, looking at. Fifth, fifth overall. Yep, yep. And, and with less than 10 touchdowns. That is insane. Todd Gurley had 17 rushing alone. So there is a, you know, room for him to jump. He's just phenomenal. And you also add Amari Cooper. You're hoping that their passing game will open up a few more holes. 
And he had 77 catches. I mean, they they just – the amount of yardage this guy put up was crazy. 77 catches. I mean, his rookie year, he only had 32. He really changed. And, I mean, his second year was abbreviated. He only had 10 games because, you know, the suspension, but he had 26. He really stepped it up with catching the ball. So, 77 catches. Not The yards weren't really there. 77 for 567. Only 7.4 yards per catch. But, hey, PPR doesn't matter. That's, that's yeah. huge. But that's – well, you're hoping that number goes down a little bit now that they have Cooper and, you know, and hopefully they'll just get get, get that passing game going again. All right, so number four. Who'd you go with number four? Number four, uh, you know, <laughs> nothing changes. I still love the guy, uh, Alvin Kamara. I have him number four. Once again, he's on a good team. He is so freaking dynamic that this guy is as dangerous catching the ball as, as he is running it. They use him around the red zone a ton, and now he doesn't have Mark Ingram to yep. fight with. You do have Latavius Murray, which is great because I don't. I actually wouldn't want Elvin Kamara to be the the bell cow, if you will. I think it helps when you you can put another guy in to grind out some yardage and and maybe a touchdown or two. Elvin uh, Kamara is just an amazing, amazing athlete. Um, I still love him. I love him more this year than I did even last year because there's no Ingram, who I think is a very talented back. Yeah, I didn't. I do not have Kamara number four. I have him number five. Okay, I already know, and I'm pretty sure I probably have my number five is probably your number but, four then. So and it's nothing. It's nothing against Kamara. Obviously, he's still a top five back. I think he's going to be great. I don't know how many. I'm curious how they're actually going to use him. You know, with Ingram gone, in is Murray just going to really just step in and completely just be Mark Ingram? Which he probably can. There's really honestly not I think Ingram is better than Murray, but not by some crazy amount. They're not that, you know, he's pretty similar. So I still think Kamara still hasn't he's never got over 200 carries yet. He had 194 last year, so that'll probably I think you'll get you I think you'll get over 200 finally. But this guy's never had a big workload ever. I mean ever. We started talking about him in college like he never had a big workload. I don't know if he can for sure do it, but I think he's going to be really, really good, but he's my number five. And can you imagine with the touches he had? So he didn't even get to 200 touches, which him and the next guy you're going to talk about, if I'm just assuming, are very similar in that direction. And then they also catch the ball a lot. But with less than 200 carries, he was still able to get 18 touchdowns total. That's pretty impressive. Honestly, like you could talk about regression, but I, I don't see it in this offense. I think that Elvin Kamara is just going to run rampant on people again. He, oh yeah, I think he's going to be very, very good. But anyway, my number four number is four? just slightly better, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, okay, I figured. And I mean, McCaffrey five yards per carry last year. Obviously, he had two hundred nineteen carries, just this under eleven hundred yards, seven touchdowns, caught a hundred and seven balls. That is ridiculous. Hundred and seven. For 867 yards and six touchdowns. So he had a total of 13 touchdowns on the year. He had, shoot, getting he's getting getting very close to 2,000 total yards there. He had 1965 for yardage. <laughs> Pretty impressive year. 107 catches. How it's not gonna get he's not gonna get worse. Still young. So he's guy's only gonna what 23 years old right now. He's not even quite 23. He hasn't turned 23 yet. He turns 23 in June. Man, this is he's he has some good years ahead of him. So yeah, he's gonna be no reason to think he's gonna fall off at all. As long hopefully Cam's there. You know, we have the injury concern with Cam Newton, but I think he'll be fine. I do think he needs Cam Newton there, it just helps, you know, definitely helps him. But yeah, McCaffrey's gonna be 
quite good. I just I still think, yeah, like I think those top three are the top three, and then I think these are the next two. I think these two are just to me, it's almost like the tiers are here, the three and then two before I get to my next guys. These guys are just they both I mean, they're gonna catch the ball a million <laughs> a million times. Yeah, and, and I think that's really one of the biggest differences when you talk about the top five guys that we're talking about here. Um, they all catch the ball a lot. And obviously, and we, haven't, we didn't even talk about this with Saquon, but he caught the ball a tremendous amount. Oh, yeah. They all, all of them. So, and and really, I mean, and Todd Gurley is on the low end of that spectrum in the top five with only 59 catches. I mean, that tells you something. Saquon had 91. Christian McCaffrey had 107, which just no running back should ever catch it that much. And then you have Kamara at 81, and you have Zeke at 77. And, you know, after those top five, there's going to be a drastic fall off uh, because, you know, the other guys that do that are very much primary catching. You know, you're talking about Tariq Cohen's, James White's of the world. So these guys are, are just unique. They're very, very special. So my big takeaway is those five guys, if you really wanted to reorder them in any, I, I don't have a huge issue with it. But those five guys are, in my mind, uh, maybe a tier one and tier two. But they're the ones, like, you want one of these guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, okay. I still like these next guys, too, though. I love it. Honestly, I could go 15, 20 deep, honestly, and running back this year. This is where I'm curious what you did here. So, number six, did you go Melvin Gordon? I did. Okay. And, honestly, this one, I'm much less opinionated about how you rank them because I think they get very, very close. And honestly, I, I, I kind of Melvin Gordon felt a little safer to me, and that's really what it came down to. Uh, he's tremendous around the goal line. That offense is still kicking. I mean, they're doing really great things. I think that uh, you're going to see their wide receivers, Mike Williams, and you know, and Hunter Henry, really come mm-hmm. come into their own now that they've kind of shaken off the, you know, the first couple of years and injuries that they've had. Uh, Melvin Gordon is just a very safe bet. He's wonderful as long as he stays healthy. He's had a lot of work in the past few years, um, but he's a touchdown machine lately. And, you know, I love that about him. So I put I put Gordon seven, which, yeah, he's great. He's going to be great. No worries there. I decided to go number six with Le'Veon Bell. Okay, he's going to be the interesting one and where he he floats around. For me, he we'll, we'll get to him. There's some – it's just – I could drop him, though. I'm not sold on it. I just think there's all kinds – the potential. I mean, you could be getting Le'Veon Bell at the sixth six running back and get actually Le'Veon Bell like we've had. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, wow, that's – you know, it's a steal. But is he going to be that same guy after missing a year? And already, like, it's – I know it's not like a big deal. It shouldn't be a big deal. But he's missing, like, the voluntary portion of um, the offseason workouts here. <laughs> you know, it's like – they have like some. He's been all the ma- mandatory stuff, but like the voluntary workouts, the voluntary mini camp stuff they have. He's not there, which some man. It, I don't know. It's just kind of. It's not. It's there. There's not. It's, he doesn't show good leadership qualities, I guess. But you know, that, is that going to matter for fantasy football? No, probably not. It just might not make his teammates love him very much. I don't think he cares about that. But, I mean, he probably should be there. He signed a big contract, new team. Maybe you show up to that stuff. So, just worry. I, there's some hesitation because it's you don't know what what you're going to get from him. I mean, how many people sit out a full year like that? I don't I Honestly, I think that might be, in, in a weird way, I think it might be a positive. I mean, he was coming off of, 
the season before, 2017, before he set out, I think he saw the writing on the wall a little bit because he had 321 rushes and he was averaging four yards a carry, which is the lowest he had, yeah. be, you know, besides for his rookie season, which he had 3.5. But the years before that, he was always hovering around five almost, just below. He had four. I mean, they were using the crap out of him. So I think a year off actually does him help. But after watching James Conner just torch people, you start wondering how much mm-hmm. of it was Le'Veon Bell, how much of it was Pittsburgh. And I know this is going to be the question. It doesn't mean he's not a good player. He is. There's no doubt. And he can catch the ball with the best of them. I mean, he had 85 uh, receptions, 75 the two years that, um, you know, 2016, 2017. And that was with missing a combined five games. I mean, it's pretty incredible what he can do. And I do think that the Jets will utilize that aspect of it. I think they will throw it to him a lot. Um, but, you know, it's also the Jets. They're not Pittsburgh. So it does worry me that mm-hmm. he's not going to be able to get back to those numbers or when he has a hard game you know what how is he gonna what's he gonna do yep and yeah it's the team around him's not i don't it doesn't feel great yet i mean it's all gonna depend on what darnold becomes yeah and, and they got robbie anderson anunua crowder they're all i think good but nobody you know he doesn't have antonio brown out there he doesn't you know doesn't have ben roethlisberger throwing him the ball it's a little different not quite the same. So. Definitely. And, and that's why it just yeah. he does show up at number nine for me. So he's yeah. in my top ten. But I'm, I am I kind of going the other way. I, I did definitely in the back end of this ten, I definitely went for safety over mm-hmm. going big. Because even though I went that way with Todd Gurley, I think that Le'Veon Bell is truly, because of his situation, more risky than and you know Melvin Gordon than the guys I'm going to talk about after that. So let's see here. That was my Six, your nine, your six was Gordon. My seven was Gordon, so you're seven. And it is the guy that took Le'Veon Bell's spot. So James Conner shows up here for me. Okay. And I don't, honestly, it's weird because I feel like now that we saw that it's kind of a, you can just plug anyone in, <laughs> it scares me a little bit. Um, you don't, you, I mean, you don't have Brown, but Juju is tremendous. I think that offense will get along just fine. And, you know, I, I think James Conner is a very safe pick here. And that's, that's where I'm at. That's why he comes at number seven. Um, and that's why he kind of comes up over Bell. Yeah, he looked really good. He's still, you know, on a great team. Should be. I mean, yes, I know Brown's gone. They were still very good offensively without Bell. Juju should be really good. But he's my nine. He's my number nine this year, actually, Connor is. Which still is top ten. Yeah. He's... I, I guess I just need to see a little bit more, but his numbers were really not much different than what Bell was putting up the year before. wasn't really any different at all, was it? It's just very similar. So, well, he—I mean—he put up really good numbers, and I mean, they definitely had more bulk into Bell. I mean, that's just the truth of it. I mean, last year James Conner had 215 attempts rushing-wise, turned that into 12 touchdowns, which is crazy, almost a thousand yards, and he had 55 receptions. So. If you think about it, Bell is probably going to get, you know, in his prime days, he's getting 50 more rushes and probably another 30 catches. Like, so, but Bell also was a, you know, number one back compared yep. to number seven, which is what James Conner finished at. And really, it's, like, it's not going to matter. Like, whoever is the starting running back there is going to be really good. Exactly. Look when Conner was out and Jalen Samuels played a full game at 19 for 142. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, who's there is going to be great. That's the only thing that kind of made me. Yeah 
fear it because I'm like, oh, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where it's the guy actually doesn't make a difference. It's right. Just, but hey, I think it'll be really good. He's my number nine. You're seven. So it's getting messy quick. <laughs> number eight. Then we haven't said our number. Oh yeah, number yet. eight. So we'll see what do you, who do you have for number eight. I have David Johnson. So do I. Okay. So I went David Johnson. He's, that's one guy who has moved up a little bit from my initial look at the ranks. Me as well. And actually, that's a good question. Why did he, for you, why did he move start moving up? It's really just, uh, I think Kyler Murray. Honestly, I think that's part of it. Is I think Kyler Murray's going to make defense defenses are going to have to think about Kyler Murray a lot. Curry, ah, Kyler Murray a lot. Last year, they didn't have to worry about anything. There was, um, I mean, no concern. But, what, Sam Bradford for a little bit. Josh Rosen wasn't really any good. They could just key on David Johnson the whole time. And so I think Murray is going to open that up for him a bit. And, yeah, he struggled. He struggled last year. And so, in reality, we're looking at a guy who, this. I, when I look at his numbers, that 2016 was great. But a lot of it was volume. He had 293 rushes for 1239, so only had 4.2 yards per carry. But he got in the end zone 16 times, which is that's why his numbers were so great in fantasy. He had the 80 catches for 879. At the time, we were all like, we it seemed like that's just ridiculous, right? The receiving, and then we just I mean Zeke Elliott had 77 last year, so it's you know everyone's catching the ball now. So that's there's nothing different there. But he did have what 2100 yards for scrimmage that year, four, 20 total touchdowns. And he gets hurt, and he played on a terrible team. So, I think, I think he has it. I think he has it there. I think with a good quarterback, open up the offense a little bit, he should be really good. At least, you know, back of the top ten, really good. The, the, the very least, not maybe what he was a couple years ago, but top ten good. Right, and, and that's where my head is uh, at, at. Well. So, basically, mine came down to, does Kyler Murray help? I mean, yeah, a little bit, but it's more about the coaching changes they made. Yeah. I nope. mean, if you watch, I mean, everyone was excited about this guy. Like, let's see what he can do now that he's back from injury. He was amazing. And then you watch him and you're kind of like, oh, my, like, can you run him into any more stacked boxes? Can you yeah. just try to get this guy killed? So, I, I do think that they're going to throw to him more. I think that that 80 receptions is probably more realistic than the 50 that they threw to him last year. <laughs> just pray he doesn't get killed. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think that this offense that they're about to run is much more suited to his skill set. But, yeah, I mean, still Arizona. I'm still not jumping the gun, if you will. I'm still not saying, hey, they're about to return to greatness or he's going to have, you know, uh, another another year like he did two years ago. But his talent paired with – the fact that – and also, look, I mean, geez, man, last year, 258 carries. They did not shy away from him. No. I mean, so I, I think that it's going to be the same kind of thing. So you have that kind of bulk, and then you have a, a better system to run in. You're going to you're gonna be fine. You'll get over 1,000 yards, and I think they'll throw it to him a few more times too. So, And I think I really do think the, the mobile quarterback just opens up for the running back so much. I've seen – you've seen it so many times. I mean – so, like, the biggest example I have is Alfred Morris was actually a player with Robert Griffin, with, you know, peak Robert Griffin. Morris was ridiculously good, and it's, I think, the same thing. I mean, Murray ran for 1,000 yards last year college, so just him, he's going to open it up for Johnson. So, it'll be, I think they're going to, I think it'll be a very good year for David Johnson. I, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about picking him here. 
And then, all right, number nine was Bell. Was Bell, Bell for and me. Connor. So. Oh, Connor for you? Yep. So number 10. This is it. We'll end with number 10 for today. My number. I'll go my number 10. Joe Mixon. I I did. I want Joe as well. All right. So this means I dropped Aaron Jones from my initial top 10. Which I'm surprised you did 11, because they're very high in him. But I dropped him to number 11. I kept. But Joe Mixon, I think he's a really good player. I, I That's pretty much it. He's a really, really good player. Okay. So you, I just don't. <laughs> he'd be higher for me. If I thought this offense was any good, don't just, I mean, there's no trust. I don't trust Andy Dalton and that's it. I think Joe Mixon can be really good though. He, he is. He 4.9 yard to carry last year. Still got eight touchdowns. Um, he had 43 catches. So I like to see that go up a little bit, but I don't know how good the offense will be. Well, they should have AJ Green back, which should help. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I had him too, and really what it comes down to is what I said before. It, when I really look through all of these running backs, and especially after number 10, there is a ton of guys I like, but they all have this scary fact looming behind them, and they all differ, and we'll talk about that in another podcast, but Joe Mixon does not. There's no really one pushing him. He's going to have, he's going to be the bell cow. He's going to be the guy that gets uh, all the carries, 237 last year. Uh, he's on a decent team. It's not the best by any means, but the offensive line was good enough to allow him almost five yards a clip. And so I, I just don't have to worry about him. He hasn't had a major injury. Um, you know, he's he's just one of those that I feel very safe compared to, and I could name off a bunch of different guys, but, I mean, the guys that are going to come up behind him, if you're talking maybe not immediately, but Nick Chubb, you know what I mean? I, he could have been here, right? I, I honestly looked at him very long and hard, but after eight games, you have Kareem Hunt that comes back, cuts into it. You have Sonny Michel. He did phenomenal, but you never know how the Patriots are going to use him. You have Delvin Cook, but he had, he's had injury concerns. I, I mean, yeah, Delvin Cook, I, he's one that... I really wanted to put him up here. And very I, interesting. I couldn't, yeah. So there's a ton of guys behind him that I think are better <coughs> better running backs, and I think Joe Mixon is a very insane athlete. He's very, very good. We're talking top ten. But that I like more, but they just have it's, these concerns. Yeah, it's mixing, you know he's going to be about here for sure. But he's going to be about 10. There's no worries about it. So. Exactly. And I, I don't think you're grabbing, an, it's, it's weird to say with a, a top 10 guy, but I don't think you're grabbing an upside guy. I think you know exactly yeah. what you're getting. Um, but that's kind of what I want when I draft right here at number 10. Yeah, because, I mean, a couple later you get like a Leonard Fournette who could be a top guy. He's you another know, one, like injury concerns. He, he, that's one we'll talk about. Another one, yeah. We don't like it. honestly. Like, Fournette, Fournette's one that maybe we're just completely forgetting. Like he had at times. Like, I, I know we we're going to go deeper. That's what I look at Fournette. Uh, yeah, I knew it. It just, I just Fournette. I'll stop with Fournette, but <laughs> he was really good his first year. You know, they they he, he just they ran him into the line, but he was really good with it. And then last year he had some stretch. He was you know only played half the games, but. He had some stretches where he's really good. Just no one had to respect Blake Bortles at all. Like not even the slightest bit. They had to do nothing but worry about Fournette. That is it. Hopefully Foles can open that up a little bit. But that I just think we'll see, we'll see what he could actually do with a real quarterback. And I'll be honest. The way he plays too, he is a violent dude running the ball. And with a when you're a battering ram, Yep. You just have to know that you're going to miss two to three games a year. Yep. And he was unlucky and he missed more. But That's really what comes but down to But now we're like Fournette's going to be right. He's going to be at people's number two running back. 
There are so many. Team, honestly, all I, these guys. Oh, well, we, well, that's a, yeah. To go the, through <laughs> the top twenty, that that second level. I mean, seriously, I would love to grab one of these top five guys where mm-hmm. I truly believe in, and then I would have no issue waiting just a little bit and grabbing like a, a boom boom. Especially if you're like a at the you know one end of the snake draft, or you you know just saving money in the auction at like an 18, 19th ranked running back, because I guarantee they're going to be incredibly talented, but they'll just have a question mark. So yep. people won't want to pay as much for them. Yep. And literally, we just named like seven different There's running so backs. They're going to be possibly in the top 20. Um, I don't even have those ranks done yet. Those, i got to figure that out. And those guys are, man, the sky is the limit with some of those guys. Yep. All right. I think that'll do it for our top 10 running backs. We'll be back next week. I think we'll do receivers next week. We'll do our top 10 receivers. And you know, see what we got going there, which is another interesting. Who knows? That's it's all over the board with the wide receivers too. So that'll be fun to see what we can do there. We will talk to you guys next week.